0: Morning and welcome. I'm Teresa Belden, proud to serve on your Board of Trustees. I invite you this morning to take out your electronic devices and if you're on social media, go ahead and check in and let people know that you're at Unity Minneapolis this morning and then silence your device or put it on airplane mode and give yourself and others the gift of this sacred hour. Thank you. This is the last day to drop off um, gifts for the PRISM holiday toy shop. Thank you for your generosity. And there's a few things going on this week. Um, If you haven't already scheduled your December 10th photo session for the updated church directory, you can contact the church office or go online to reserve your spot. And their information is in the bulletin or in the garden court. Tuesday night is also the men's group at 6.30 p.m. Friday is MBT at 7.00 p.m. Come and learn more about the power of your voice. Sunday is the Christmas potluck. Bring your favorite side dish. Ham and turkey will be provided. Then stay for holiday sing-along at 1.30 with Lori and Rachel. Another reminder for Christmas Eve services... Um, The times have changed. They'll be at 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. The 5 o'clock will be more family-friendly, and the 9 o'clock will have the full choir and um, will also be live-streamed. Lots of other activities going on. You can find out in the Garden Court, and while out there, you can sign up to receive the Peak of the Week, our electronic newsletter that goes out each week. And now we begin our service with prayer, led by Reverend Pat.
1: Join me in our opening prayer. Let's just go to that place within where we know and we feel the love of God. And as we feel this love this morning within our hearts, we open our hearts knowing that we are truly the love of the world. We know our oneness with each other. And we know without a doubt that the peace that we seek in our lives is within. This peace that Jesus referred to that passes all human understanding is truly within ourselves So this morning we recommit ourselves to to being the peace and to seeing peace in our lives Seeing peace in our world and for that we're grateful grateful for this time of year Grateful for that greater awareness of family friends and community. And together, we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Let us stand together as we sing our opening song. we prepare our hearts to feel and know the same Christ presence that Jesus lived and that Jesus, our teacher, and our wayshore taught. Our candle today is peace. With more light, we establish peace inside ourselves. And each day is a step on our journey. And like the wise men, we come closer to inner peace lasting peace, and today lighting our candle is Nathan, Jenny, Mariana, uh, Mariana, Gloria, Martinine. I'm going to invite you to come forth as we light the candle of peace. We light it from the Christ candle, and Gloria is lighting it for us today. Yes!
2: Yeah. Great job. Great job.
1: Angels represent our high thoughts. And in Luke, we read that the angel said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among men with whom he is well pleased. So today, we welcome the peace of the Christ Presence. Let us pray together. Father, Mother, God, we dedicate all our Christmas plans, we dedicate our hopes, our work, our gatherings, and our challenges to you. We know that your spirit of wisdom in our minds prepares the way to the birth of fully full realization of the Christ within us in this birth. We are at peace because we are never separated from you. Thank you, sweet spirit. And so it is. Amen. Let us affirm together our vision statement found in your order of service. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. We're certainly glad you're with us today. We also welcome those that are streaming with us today. If you notice that one of our core values here is that of welcoming, therefore, one of our favorite things to do here each and every Sunday morning is to acknowledge our guest. So my dear friends, if you're with us today for the first, second, third time, or maybe you just feel like a guest today. We certainly want to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Courage out there. First, second, or third time guests. We've got courage, yes. Keep your hands up, please. Keep your hands up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information you receive tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a pink card there. If you choose to fill out any part of that card, we have a gift for you in our bookstore. Not only is the gift of copy of today's service, but there's also a wonderful gift certificate of 20% off of your purchase in the bookstore. So by all means, turn that in. Also, the rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate these guests, okay? Wow. Now we greet each other. We do it with a handshake, a hug, a smile, namaste, and we always ask before we, let's do it. We invite you to remain seated for this next song, and if you do not get a chance to speak with the person you wanted to speak with, we invite you to join us for our afterwards for coffee and tea in Friendship Hall. You know, we're really blessed. Some of you may not know this, but we're really, really blessed to have back in our community today and for a while, Reverend Ray Nelson is with us today. So Reverend Ray, it's good to have you back here, really great to have you. Now let's prepare for the reading of the Daily Word.
3: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the Garden Court, where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is peace. Embodying the peace of God, I create a peaceful world. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. I know peace as I hear the first words of the beloved Christmas carol. The peace I feel wells up from the depths of my being, from a place of silence filled only with awareness of God. The peace of God refreshes and restores me each time I visit this inner sanctuary, replacing anything unlike itself. My consciousness remains calm and bright as I return to the many activities of the day. As I embody peace, stress and tension transform into productive energy Peace shows me there are possibilities for good in every situation and every relationship. Thoughts of peace, words of peace, and peaceful actions fill my day. I embody peace to help create a peaceful world. And scripture tells us in Isaiah 26.3, those of steadfast mind, you keep in peace. In peace because they trust in you. The word for today is peace.
2: chairs, and allow your mind to grow peaceful. As you relax, focus your awareness on your breathing. Each time you breathe in, know that you are breathing in the hope the joy, love, and the blessed peace of God. Feel that bliss of God as it permeates and penetrates your whole being. We know the peace and bliss of God is present in our every moment, no matter what the conditions are about us. Peace is within us and all around us as the Christ light illumines our way. we place our hope and faith in the healing power of God within. As we joyfully give and receive, we share our peace with our world. And now let us rest for a moment in the silence and know that everything is good and everything is God and so we rest And now, as we return to this space in time, we know that despite appearances in our lives or our world, God is present and everything is good when we remember our truth. And so it is. And so we let it be. Um. Amen.
1: feet most of the time you know and they are just great so we really appreciate our choir I want to tell you I did something on Friday night that I had so much fun that I'm almost guilty you know (laughs) so I had so much fun let me tell you you know a few months ago one of our board members Judith Killian had this divine idea and this divine idea was great gatherings and that was when we came together in different places we gathered together we bid at our anniversary. We, I paid $25 for this event. I went, and let me tell you what, I had so much... You, I've already said that, haven't I? So I had fun. <laughs> but first of all, Jerry LeBros hosted something he called a men's poker night. <laughs> and I went, and we played Texas Hold'em. That's what we played. Let me assure you that my, I don't think I have the consciousness for Texas Hold'em, you know? I don't know if I have the prosperity consciousness around Texas Hold'em or not. I walked away with a lot of fun and no chips, okay? I walked away with a lot of fun and absolutely no chips, but we had someone in our church that walked away with a lot of chips. And these chips represented a quarter and they represented a dollar, and we paid 20, this is more than you want to know, isn't it? We paid $25 to get in. You know, so this morning, this individual, I haven't had permission to share this, I'll ask for forgiveness later, he came in and he says, Reverend Pat, I got this envelope right here. It's got cash in it. It's the money I won. I can't take it. It goes directly to the church. Thank you, God. my gosh let me tell you what and then the next day Jerry hosted a horseshoe thing and I understand I was not there I just didn't sign up for it enough time it was a sellout so let me do what we'll do more of these things and when I'm not saying necessarily poker is your thing but when you see great gatherings that's a sign it's a sign I want to explore that because it builds community and we are within small groups now if you want a lesson on Texas Hold'em. I am not the one to see, okay? (laughs) So, a needle-pulling thread. So, okay, in a small southern town, this must have been where I grew up, there was a nativity scene that showed great skill and talent had gone into creating it. And one small feature bothered me. The three wise men were wearing Firemen's helmets, firemen's helmets. And totally, totally unable to come up with a reason or an explanation, I left. At a quick stop on the edge of town, I asked the lady behind the counter about the helmets. And she exploded into rage, yelling at me, you damn Yankees never do read the Bible. (laughs) I assured her that I did, but simply couldn't recall anything about firemen in the Bible. She jerked her Bible from behind the counter, ruffled through some pages, and finally jabbed her finger on the passage, sticking it in my face, and she said, it says right here, three wise men came from afar. Oh, you'd have to be Southern to get that, would you? You really would. Oh, my goodness. You know, last year we began our Advent journey, and we lit that first candle of hope slash faith. And I said, I'm so glad that Unity put hope and faith together this year. I like that. I haven't written them a note yet, but I really like that. And so one of the reasons I like it put together is like that is because, as we discussed last week, our spiritual journey often begins with hope. We want something to be different. And sometimes it takes a while for this spiritual journey to really turn into faith and become faith in our own life. Jim Rosemergy, one of my favorite teachers, says this. He says that when we take hope and we wed it with action, then it becomes faith. So you see, when we have that hope, we're called to do something more than just keep on a-hoping. We have something to do, and that is to take some action. I love the way, and then it turns to faith, and I love the way that Dr. King says this about faith. He says that faith is taking the first step on the staircase without seeing the entire staircase. Can you relate to that? Yes, we all can. There's something inside of us that says, take action. And we haven't even seen the whole thing. But we step up there and we continue our journey. And of course, we talked about the importance of faith, the importance of faith, that several things about that is that one, faith can only extend to the the boundaries, the self-imposed boundaries of our consciousness. So faith extends to our boundaries of our consciousness that we have set there. We've created this consciousness, right? Right. Let's try it one more time. We've created this consciousness. Yes, we have. We have. Unless you come from afar, maybe not, but we've created it. So we've created this consciousness of we want our faith to grow That means that we want to continue to grow our consciousness. And this is what we're about here. We're about transforming lives. We're about changing our consciousness. And this is one way that we do it. Coming together in spiritual community. Prayer, forgiveness, coming together in community and different things, readings, our spiritual readings, the things that we, principles that we teach here. Then as we do this, we grow our consciousness. And as we grow our consciousness, our faith, continues to grow now we have all the faith that we need right it's within us and we are always faithing it's a matter of where we are putting our faith it's a matter of whether we're putting our faith into illness and and sickness and lack and negativity or whether we're putting our faith over here in a positive way wholeness well-being prosperity And our faith has to do with our thoughts and our words as well. So where are we putting them? Where are we putting them as we increase them, as we increase our consciousness in our own life? So today we're going to continue our journey as we talk about peace, the second candle that Gloria lit for us. And of course, we know this. Emerson said it quite beautifully. Nothing can bring you peace except yourself i want to repeat that again nothing can bring you peace except yourself and how many times have we said oh if i just had some peace in my life or oh if i could just find some peace in my life and sometimes we travel the world looking for peace do we not Yes, we do. Or we go from one thing to the other looking for peace. It's not in this relationship, so for God's sake, it needs to be in this one over here. But we do it. We'll go to seminars, there's nothing wrong with it. We'll go to classes, there's nothing wrong with it. It's good. It grows consciousness. But this peace that we seek is within ourselves. And that is the only place that we will find it. And that is within. And as within, without. And like most things in life, just as hope and faith, we practice that in our life, we also are called to practice peace in our life as well. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, says this about peace. He says, peace is harmony and tranquility derived from awareness of the Christ consciousness. And that Christ consciousness is within you and it is within me. And that is the awareness. That's where it is. And when we become aware of that Christ consciousness, then regardless of what's going on in our outer world, we are at peace Now don't forget, as I've said many times on this platform, my spiritual journey is about remembering and forgetting. Remembering and forgetting. Remembering and forgetting. And what happens, the more I stay with people like you, the more I stay in my practices, the more I remember it. I remember it. It Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as any, the scripture goes on from John 14, 27, not as the world gives you peace. The world's not going to give you peace, and it's not going to give me peace. And we think sometimes if the outer circumstances would just change in our life, we would be able to be in peace. Forget it. Forget it. The peace that we want in our life can only be within. I could say that a million times to help me remember that. But it could only be within. Mr. Fillmore goes on to say, "stead." steadfast affirmations of peace will harmonize the whole body structure and open a way to attainment of health conditions in mind and body. We know that. Aggravation, anxiousness, upsetness, you think that's good for our health? You betcha it's not. We teach it here. It's not. But what is good for our health and our well-being is to remain in this peaceful consciousness. Until world peace is based on divine law of love and this law incorporated into the pack of peace as well as into the minds of those who sign the pack, there will be no permanent peace. So we can sign treaties. Thank you, God. I'm not putting that down. We can sign treaties. We can do all kind of things in this world. But until each and every one of us changes our insides and truly wants that peace, It's a piece of paper. So it's absolutely imperative that we start as we sing it each and every Sunday morning. Where does it begin? Me! Mr. Butterworth says that we are also peacemakers. I am a peacemaker. Affirm it with me. I am a peacemaker. Again, affirm it with me. I am a peacemaker. Do you feel like a peacemaker? You are. You are. You have the full capacity within you to be that peacemaker. He says, the peace that we desire and need in the world is that which passes understanding. It cannot come by treaties or agreements or by wars and boundary lines. Peace can only come when men become receptive to it and become peacemakers in the process of expressing it from within. And he goes on to say, the first step, they must call themselves sons of God, daughters of God. This is the action step. Call yourself a child of God. Affirm for yourself that you are divine potential. Declare for yourself, I'm a spiritual being with the potential for peace and harmony and overcoming within me at all times. I'm a radiating center of divine light and wisdom. And in this way, we keep the light turned on. Call yourself a child of God and believe it, and you become a true peacemaker. Together, I am a child of God. Together, I am a child of God. Now then, I am a child of God and I act like one. Together, I am a child of God and I act like one. Each and every year, we have the reading from Amazing Peace by Maya Angelou, one of my favorites. And Eden Bodner is going to come forth and share that reading with us today. Eden.
4: Amazing piece. Thunder rumbles in the mountain passes and lightning rattles the eaves of our houses. Floodwaters await us in our avenues. Snow falls upon snow, falls upon snow, to avalanche over unprotected villages. The sky slips low and gray and threatening. And we question ourselves. What have we done to so affront nature? We worry God, are you there? Are you there really? Does the covenant you made with us still hold? Into this climate of fear and apprehension, Christmas enters, streaming lights of joy, Ringing bells of hope and singing carols of forgiveness high up in the bright air. The world is encouraged to come away from rancor, come the way of friendship. It is the glad season. Thunder ebbs to silence and lightning sleeps quietly in the corner. Flood waters recede into memory. And snow becomes a yielding cushion to aid us as we make our way to higher ground. Hope. Hope is born again in the faces of our children. It rides on the shoulders of our aged as they walk into their sunsets. Hope spreads around the earth, brightening all things, even hate, which crouches breeding in dark corridors. And in our joy, in our joy, we think, we hear a whisper. At first, it is too soft, then only half heard. But we listen as it gathers strength. We hear a sweetness. The word is peace. It is loud now. It is louder, louder than the explosion of bombs. We tremble at the sound. We are thrilled by its presence. It is what we have hungered for, not just the absence of war, but true peace, a harmony of spirit, a comfort of courtesies, a security for our beloveds and their beloveds. We clap hands and we welcome the peace of Christmas. We beckon this good season to wait a while with us. We Baptists and Buddhists, Methodists and Muslims say, come peace, come and fill our world with your majesty. We the Jew and the Janist, the Catholic and the Confucian implore you, implore you to stay with us a while so we may learn by your shimmering light how to look beyond complexion and see community. it is Christmas time, a halting of hate time. And on this platform of peace, we can create a language to translate ourselves to ourselves and to each other. At this holy instant, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ into the great religions of the world. And we jubilate the precious advent of trust. We shout with glorious tongues at the coming of hope. All the earth's tribes loosen their voices to celebrate the promise of peace. We, angels and mortals, believers and non-believers, look heavenward and speak the word out loud, peace. We look at the world and we speak the word aloud, peace. We look at each other and into ourselves and we say without shyness or apology or hesitation, peace my brother. Peace, my sister, peace, 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 my soul, Merry Christmas.
1: Last week, we looked at, began to look at an article that had been written by Ellen Davenport. Truly, how to handle life sometimes in stressful times. And we work, I'm working this into our series in a, how at Christmas time can we go about remaining peaceful during these stressful times? And we looked at three things last week. She said that, first of all, we must begin to become aware of when we do a spiritual bypass, not to transcend the human experience, but to truly embrace this human experience. And a spiritual bypass is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks was introduced by John Wellwood, a Buddhist teacher and psychotherapist. She reminded us that we are here to experience fully the human condition. Sure, we may get to the other side of something and look back and say, yes, it was all for the good, it was all good. But when we're going through it, we don't always see that. And sometimes what we want to do is to truly deny some of the things that that we're experiencing in our life. And if we're not careful, we can just slap an affirmation on it and pretend it's going to go away. No, there's work for us to do. And when we do things like that, she reminds us what we're truly doing is just a spiritual bypass. She also reminded us last week that there is power in our spoken word. Power in the spoken word, and that when if we want words of peace, we speak words of peace, love, love, because our words are truly creative, are they not? We speak them to this invisible substance, and they begin to create our reality that we experience in our life. So the second thing she asked us to do is to truly look at our the power of our words. The third thing that she asked us to do was to stay grounded in spirit, to stay anchored in God. Regardless of what's going on in our life, just know that God is right in the midst of it and stay anchored in it. Today we're going to look at three more things that she, and very quickly, we're going to look at three things that she suggests that we do. She says, first of all, it's important that when we hear things that perhaps we are not in agreement with, We hear things that are perhaps upsetting in our life. She says one of the first things to do is for us to get the facts. Now in unity, we truly believe without a doubt there's facts and there's truth, right? The facts we get, the truth is beyond the facts. We know the truth. For, you know, we know that truth and we look beyond those appearances of the fact and know that God is present, know that there's a divine order that's unfolding exactly the way it's supposed to unfold. We know these things in our life, but we cannot ignore the facts either. We live in a factual world. And she says what's important for us is, especially when we hear something that's upsetting, is for us to explore the facts. I don't know about you, but do you believe everything that comes across Facebook? No, and it can be, <clears throat> it can be perceived, if we're not careful, as facts. Or do you believe everything that comes to you in an email, or are you like me, you delete it before you ever open it? You know, because you know that it's not, it's just stuff. But so often now, she says, it's not only the responsibility of a journalist, which she says it is, she says it's also our responsibility to get those facts. I don't know about you but when I look at the news sometimes I can think that the sky is falling and yet at the same time just recently looking at an article did you would you believe the 21st century is the most peaceful century we have experienced in the history since we've been keeping it. Now I know that's a challenge to believe right? But sometimes we can get so caught up in what's wrong, and that's what's coming into my mind, and all of a sudden the whole world is that way. She says, before you swallow it, get the facts. And she puts some of that responsibility on us. She puts some of that responsibility to get those facts and and become aware that just maybe the world is not sliding into chaos, as it might seem. She says the other thing to do during this holiday season is focus on the ultimate goal. Ultimately sometimes, have you noticed sometimes that we may all want the same thing? We may want the goal would be the same, and yet there's different opinions and different ideas on how to get get to that goal. I'd like to think in our American politics right now that we all want the same thing with just different ways to get there. Perhaps that's true. But she says that, she says in, our, in this particular article, she says, watch out for the blame game. For sometimes we all want the same thing. And just because we look at different ways of getting there, we can blame other people. We can blame other people. So she reminds us to watch out for that as well. Not only get the facts, but also uh, focus on the ultimate goal. As in the civil rights movement, there was a, a song, keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the prize of what you want, or what we want, and know that there's different ways to get there. And then she says we can learn a lot from asking the question, well, why is this upsetting me? <laughs> she calls this graduate-level <clears throat> work. <laughs> you see something out there, and it's upsetting you? You ask that question, why is this upsetting me? You know, Mr. Butterworth says, and I don't think he was the first one to say it, if you spot it, you've you got it. For you to see it in someone else means that it's somewhere within you. So, you know, you can ask these questions. Why is this upsetting me? Is there prejudice within me somewhere? Am I at times to not show up the way I've said I would show up in my life? Because when you start to ask questions like this, you grow and you grow quickly. Because we must remember when we are pointing a finger at someone else, there are three pointing back at me so during this holiday season when you're upset by the news when you're upset about what something did not according to Reverend Pat <laughs> someone did or according to Edwin Gaines would say they didn't do it according to Queen Edwin <laughs> they didn't do it according to your liking then ask yourself what is within me? What have I got to learn? This holiday season, we have a great many practices to use. And I invite you, this week, to use some of those practices. And I invite you to go look up the rules to text and hold Hold'em, and so it is, <laughs> amen. We invite you our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our (coughs) offerings if you're giving your gift with someone we invite you to hold it together and bless it together knowing that you have the power to bless so let us just go within for a moment touch that stillness touch that place within where we know and we feel god's presence giving thanks that it is always there giving thanks that nothing can separate us from the love of God, absolutely nothing. And we are so grateful. So let us affirm together our offertory blessing together. Divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now, silently. Thank you, God. We bless these gifts. We bless all the gifts that's been received in the mail this week, those participating in our consistent giving program, unexpected income program. We bless these gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission truly of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. I want to take just a moment and speak to our streaming audience. Let's turn around and wave to our streaming audience. How about that? Hello, hello, hello. First of all, yes. I just want to say we are so grateful that you're streaming with us today. We're blessed to be able to offer this service, and we are so blessed and thankful for your support of this community. And you can always make a secured gift on our our, donation online. We appreciate that, and that helps us to fulfill our vision and mission, and I apologize for not speaking often enough to you. So I love you, and so it is. Wow, I'm going to invite our Unduty Unity Prayer Chaplains to please stand. Yeah, these individuals, yes, 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 that was that was a blessed all right these beautiful souls they arrive early they hold sacred space in the sanctuary and they're here to hold that sacred space with you to listen with the ear of their heart to pray aloud with you and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence so today if you have a prayer request by all means seek out a unity prayer chaplain thank you for your service and you may be seated next sunday is our potluck and our sing-along it is one of the it's a great sunday next sunday we have we enjoy a meal together then we come back in here and we have so much fun as a sing-along i think it's uh, rachel you and Lori will be doing that for us and the kids participate it feels so much like christmas in our community so bring a dish to share okay that would be absolutely wonderful next week we continue our series on we're going to talk about love next week love Comes in many forms, doesn't it? Some work, some don't always work. Okay, so we're glad you're with us. You know, this is the time of year when I boldly stand here and say, please, invite you to make a year-end gift. I am so pleased what this community does and uh, we are self-supporting through our own contributions. So we can, as I often say to a membership class, we can accomplish anything we want to do here as long as we have the consciousness to do it, Right? right? Right. You know, so we have the consciousness, we have the hope, and we put action to it. And so today, um, I'm going to invite someone that has been active in this community for many years to come forth and share why he and Barb make a year-end gift. Hans Gastrolin, Yes, yes.
5: I want to I repeat. an affirmation that he gave earlier which was I am a child of God and I act like one sometimes more child than God and (laughs) I grew up in Richfield my dad was kind of entrepreneurial I have always had a little more than I needed and when I came to this church I realized I'm the guy with the big fat envelope after the Texas Holden game for yeah. you yeah. absolutely and I also I've thought back to other Christmases I'm sorry I, this, this is Thank you thank um, you I've thought back to other Christmases and I mostly remember the Christmas when I got my first drum set and it was magic this Congregation, this choir is like another drum set for me and that is extremely high praise. And I, it takes more than spiritual fulfillment. It takes more than just uh, music. It also takes nuts and bolts to make a congregation work as is evidenced by the fact that I'm the guy that fixed the urinal. Yeah. Okay? And I'm really proud of that. And, and it was a blessing. I had so much fun doing that. One of the things was I got to work with John Dahl. Yeah. I get, so in the wake of that, I ended up being put on the maintenance committee, so I get to work with... with I can't remember his name. You know who I'm talking about. Mike Smith. Anyhow... Um, Okay, it's time for the nuts and bolts here. Um, <laughs> by the way, I also had a, a, a prosperity in the form of way too many things to say. Um, my dad was entrepreneurial. I've always had a little more than I need. I'm pleased to share. Uh, and one of the ways that I share is I have money in the market, okay? And it's gotten to be a routine that what I do is I donate appreciated stock. And I do this through my broker. And in fact, my broker was, between my broker and my accountant, they kind of wet-nursed me through the whole thing. But I have now done my homework. I went home, and I called Mike to make sure that it worked because I didn't trust the website. There is, it, they've got it so slick it's a site called Stock Donator. That's T O R. Don't go to the one that says E R because that's not secure. It's O R. And what happens, and please, I'm not your tax advisor, but you get, you never see the capital gain. So it never counts as your income, but you get the tax deduction from your income of the entire value of the appreciated stock. Uh, I called my account to make sure that I wasn't saying anything goofy, and she said, make sure they hold it for a year and a day, and they have to be someone who itemizes their deductions. So, I'm sorry I got so dull there, because I'm usually very exciting. (laughs) Anyhow, I I have one more thing, and I'm not asking forgiveness. I asked his permission, okay? There are days when I have... I, my my emotions show and I, Reverend Pat can tell when I'm a little bit out of sorts and there's times when he would go (laughs) and he would whisper in my ear, you are loved. And I thought, oh, I'll bet he says that to all the congregants. (laughs) But it's the truth. This community loves us all. And it only makes sense to be giving back. This universe, we are up to our ears in blessings here. It only makes sense to put a little bit back. So I urge you, and you people online, you can do it too. It's just (laughs) right there at your mouse. So please support that which supports you so well. That's what I do. That's what you should do. Bravo! <laughs> Bravo!
6: You are loved. You are
5: loved. Mm.
1: So, yes, make a year-end gift to Unity Minneapolis. It will feed your soul. And if you do want to make a stock gift, by all means, call Nancy Miello, our executive director, and she can walk you through that exactly. How you doing out there? Is your heart and mind at peace? Yes. Keep it that way this afternoon, okay? Let's stand and let's bring our children in, okay? We
7: are walking in the light. And
4: who brought their kids. We had a fabulous time upstairs, right? Yeah. We did Las Posadas, which is a Mexican tradition of looking for room at the inn, and we did our processional upstairs, and then we ended in the Fillmore room with a pinata and Christmas carols. It was absolutely wonderful. We've got pictures and video coming. Um, today is Wendy brown Bias's last day, and... Yeah, we love you and we bless you, and we're so excited to honor you in Friendship Hall after service. So please come join us. We're going to do a champagne-style toast for Wendy. Um, And next week is David's last day, so we're going to have drumming in between services. So stick around next week for that, and thank you all for being here. Merry Christmas.
1: Okay, um... Everything's fine. There's two last days, but everything's fine. You know, we teach these teachings to follow your heart and follow your dream, right? Do we teach that? And then when someone goes on staff, I'm following my dream. I'm following my heart. And we go, well, those teachings were everyone except you. You were not supposed to do that. (laughs) So we're we just come and uh, celebrate Wendy in Friendship Hall. How you doing out there? Yep. Let's do let's know our prayer for protection. Um, our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is, I am divine, and all is swell.